Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well this is how we love Our enemies We get to talk about loving our enemies today In this time of political divisions where there's all kinds of voices, it seems, trying to amplify division at a time when there is war uh, breaking out around the world. And loving our enemies seems like a complicated thing. And yet, here we show up this morning and there's this dusty old Bible teaching with hippy-dippy Jesus here saying, love your enemies, man. Come on. Can't we just pray for those who persecute us? Let's just love everybody. It seems like Jesus is pretty out of touch, that Jesus is coming from a completely different world than the real world that we all live in. And yet, interestingly enough, the world that Jesus comes from is very different. The world that Jesus lived in was very different except for in some of the ways that make life hard for us right now. Jesus came from actually a time of pretty deep political division, uh, a time where war was always just on the horizon and there was a threat of violence at any time. Because Jesus lived in first century Israel and Palestine that was under the Roman occupation. And so what that meant was there were these dueling political forces. You had the Roman Empire on the one hand installing local kind of puppet leaders and uh, all kinds of people who were sympathizers to the Romans. And then you had the Jewish cultural and religious leaders who uh, had their own voices and their own goals and their own objectives, all kind of jockeying for power. So if you remember when Jesus is put on trial, he actually gets brought before Pilate, the Roman governor, and before Caiaphas, the Jewish high priest. These were these dueling political factions. Not only that, but there was this always kind of simmering threat of war through all of Jesus' life as the Jewish folks wanted to rise up and throw out those Romans. They didn't want them there. And uh, by the time Jesus dies, shortly after his death, there is actual war that brews. And ultimately, by the time the Gospels, like the Gospel of Matthew that we read here, uh, by the time those Gospels are written in the year 70 AD, the Roman Empire has come in once and for all to wipe out the revolt so that there would be no more uprisings. They destroyed almost the whole city of Jerusalem, including the temple, the center of Jewish life and worship. So if you go to Jerusalem today, all you will find left is the western foundation wall of that temple, uh, what's called the Wailing Wall, where Jews still go to pray today. Jesus understood division and enemies and the threat of violence, which makes it all the more challenging that he gives us this teaching that we are supposed to follow, not just then, but here now. Where Jesus says, 
You have heard it said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And people hear this and think, okay, yeah, loving your neighbor, it's not always easy, but it is always good. This is a good idea. As long as we can still hate our enemies, I think we're okay with loving our neighbors. As long as we don't have to also, yeah, I mean, we can still hate our enemies. Loving your neighbors isn't always easy to do, but it is always good for us, right? Like if you have a good relationship with your literal neighbors, life is better in your neighborhood. And uh, you know the old saying, uh, happy wife. Happy life. I mean, this is, the, this is the idea that if you have harmony with the people around you, life is just going to be better. And then Jesus steps in and takes it a step further, saying, it's not just about the people who you care about most. And said, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. People then, and maybe us now, would have said, hold on, uh, hippie Jesus, this is a step too far. Uh, how are we supposed to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute you? That's impossible. It might not be impossible, but it's definitely far from easy, and it's not what we would ever really want or set as a goal to do. Pray for those who persecute you. I don't know about you, but my social media feed this week has been filled with outpourings of support and prayers for the people of Ukraine. I don't think I've seen one post about prayers for the Russian people who most would consider our enemies. Uh, That isn't being lived out, but that's exactly what Jesus is saying we're called to do here. I think that hasn't shown up a lot because this is really tough stuff. Uh, Putting love into action, living out this biblical love, loving even enemies, this is tough stuff. Love shows up in the Bible, kind of all these different places. Here's another place where, you know, it says, Above all, close yourselves in love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. We know that, you know, putting love into action, living love, I mean, leads to harmony. This is good, but it's complicated when we do it. In Romans, Paul said this, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Okay, don't just pretend, but actually do it. This is, again, tough stuff. And we live in a time where divisions you know, seem to be more attractive than actually coming together. But there was a study recently I read that said that 93% of Americans actually don't like the divisions. They're tired of the divisions. Does that give anyone a little bit of hope? I hope that, you know, it seems that everyone is just fighting and hating each other. But really, 97% of people in the study said, actually, no, we're tired of the divisions. And yet I think a lot of us know a part, uh, know some people who are part of that 7% who seem to really like the division and uh, keep fostering it. So how are we supposed to love our enemies in the midst of this? How can we be a part of that 93% of people who say enough with the divisions? What would it be like to have a little more love in this world? And so uh, I found this list of things that I kind of tweaked, these goals of this is how we love our enemies. And so I want to share these three things because I think these are three ideas of ways that we can actually do that. And sometimes actual tangible things could be helpful. And so here's one. They said to unfollow at least one negative influence. So what are the negative influences in our lives that are leading us to division, that are leading us towards hating our enemies? And the thing is, unfollowing a negative influence might not be unfollowing an enemy. 
More than likely, it might be actually unfollowing someone who you really agree with, someone who uh, is just really amplifying the point of view that you already have and making you even kind of more upset and anxious over it. It might mean turning off uh, the cable news or the talk radio. It might mean literally unfollowing someone on Facebook, or it might mean taking a step away from someone in your life who is just this negative influence in that they make you think of others as the enemy. Because ultimately, Jesus is calling us to move away from this notion that there are enemies and there are friends. There are good people and bad people, that we are one creation and one kingdom of God. The second thing we can do is to think before we speak. Anyone ever get that advice? Uh, This is old-fashioned advice, but it turns out I think it might still be pretty good. Uh, Think before we speak. But I think it is a little more complicated because Jesus, I don't think, wants us to just accept evil. Uh, Jesus isn't just saying, uh, okay, just let bad things happen. This is fine. But instead, I think Jesus really cares about how we stand against evil. Jesus cares about how we speak against evil things that are happening around us. The Bible says if you can't speak the truth in love, then don't say anything at all. I think that's a good practice for thinking about the way we speak about Vladimir Putin and a Russian invasion, but to think about the way we speak to people a little more closer to our everyday lives in ways that you know, can stand against something we disagree with, but don't totally sabotage the relationship. Does this make sense? It's thinking before we speak. And finally, uh, the last one here, I love, do something kind for someone who drives you crazy. That seems like a good thing to do, doesn't it? Uh, we all have these people in our lives who drive us crazy, and maybe they're not an enemy per se, but you know, they kind of just drive us crazy. And by doing something kind for them, maybe it'll actually change them and a little bit of what it is that drives you so crazy about them. But what it'll probably more likely do, if nothing else, is change you and how you feel about them. Because when I read this teaching of Jesus of loving our enemies, I think at its core, it is about us and our perspective on the world. We can help to change the world to make the world a more kind and loving place, but that is a big and lofty goal and will take a long, long time and a lot of effort. But more quickly, we can change our own perspectives. We can change ourselves, and loving our enemies is one way that we can do that. By doing some of these you know, real tangible things, we can open our own hearts and experience a little more love and kindness in this world by sharing love and kindness with this world. To turn away from fear and division and embrace another way, a way of love. This is Jesus' calling, to find love and to put it into action. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.